You're listening to a very moody sports show brought to you by Moody and Sons Electrical. Call for any electrical needs at 478-4328, area code 864. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Moody Sports Page, and follow and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Moody Sports Page on YouTube. Thanks for the support. It's a special AARP it's not really sponsored like, edition. Well, my thing is not really like back support, moreover. It's just so... It's for the diaphragm. It's for the diaphragm, dude. I'm a short guy, and for me to get my feet comfortably on the floor and not, <clears throat> you know, what irritates me when I see an old older person swinging their feet in a chair. Just trying not to swing my feet here, so yeah. We're I, rolling? Uh, huh? Are we, we rolling? rolling? Yeah, it's rolling. So uh, I bought a big and tall man's... Uh, like lawn chair, like folding, like football tailgating chair. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I ain't that big and I ain't that tall. You see your feet, <laughs> dude. It makes me feel like a kid, bro. It's been, there's not a lot of chairs out there making me feel like a kid. But I, I get in that thing. I like slide all the way back. It like hits my legs, so it's like I'm not even long enough for the chair itself, and then my feet don't touch the ground. That's crazy. And, that uh, is a big freaking chair because like very sturdy. Because I didn't want to get a lawn chair break. Because you know it's not like I'm out here breaking chairs. I have had a chair break on me before. Those I plastic ones are untrustworthy, dude. Like that's not your fault. That's that, just that's like, not they, what the self esteem needs when you're at a, when I'm you're at a saying, point where you're breaking chairs. Your self esteem doesn't. You need can't you to count those. Those chair. things like sit out in the weather and they get worn. I swear to God, I get brittle. that, Dan. But. You could I'm sit on a leather chair I'm just, just fine. I get it. I get it, man. But this is, uh, trust me, I've, I've gotten over it in my head, but uh, I've busted a, busted a white chair exactly like you're talking about before. <laughs> right. But it doesn't just apply to the chairs. I could break almost anything I sit on. So it's, it's one of those things. But anyways, uh, where were we? Where were we? We were rolling. Big and tall chair. Big and tall chair. But, your, your large chair. The large so uh, chair. you're talking about short. I actually was thinking about that because I found out today a super famous bodybuilder. His name's Lee Priest. He's like five foot four. Had no idea. He's like one of the best ever. And then like Franco Colombo, Arnold Schwarzenegger's training partner growing up. He's super famous. And uh, he actually died swimming in the ocean. He like drowned. What? Got caught in a riptide and drowned. He was like 75. He was out there just swimming. 75? He went for it every day. Swimming in the ocean. You got to think, he's Arnold's training partner. They're the same age. Arnold's like 75 now or something like that. Oh, my God. 77. But he went for swims every day, and he just like got caught up that day, and uh, it's awful. Awful. Dangerous. uh, Go to the pool. But I don't know, man. You might be the prime height for a ton of steroids and bodybuilding. I'm (laughs) good on the steroids. (laughs) Probably good on the bodybuilding as well, to be honest. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's a Moody Sports Show. I'm. It's a very Moody Sports Show. I'm Daniel Moody. I am Jack Whittington. And uh, this is this is special at night edition. Or it's. Nap? I mean, it is nighttime, but at the same time, it can't really be the at night edition. That's a separate but, pod because we've been uh, we we've been doing we've recorded it this time before. But yeah, that's that's a separate pod. That's something to come. Yeah. You know, a little at night. Well, um, what? But yeah. So, very moose for show. We're here. We're going to talk some sports. Uh, before we get into the football over the weekend, divisional round of the NFL playoffs, uh, I wanted, I noted something on Instagram, caught my eye. Noted. I wanted to talk to Zach about it, and suddenly it led to a little bit more of an in depth research pre pod, but not very usual. Um, but. I saw Frankie Muniz, Malcolm in the Middle star, uh, 
Agent Cody Banks, correct? Secret agent, special agent? Secret? Agent, it's just Agent Cody Banks. Oh, it's just Agent Cody Banks, okay. But, uh, you know, Agent dude, Cody he, Banks. I know him as... Frankie uh, Muniz. Dude. Where, where you know There's him nothing, no bigger role than Big Fat Liar. Big Fat you, Liar. You have Paul Giamatti, which Paul we were Giamatti. talking about. He oh was in the gosh. Verizon commercials. And then you had Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes. So... Look at where all these people have gone. Giamatti's basically the same guy, just doing his acting thing. Amanda Bynes, like, didn't she go off the deep end? She went off the deep end a little bit. And then Frankie's driving race cars. Frankie huh? has decided he's going to become a race car driver. He's going to be getting in. He's getting in with the uh, with NASCAR, but it's going to be a lower division outside of the Cup Series. Um, so, but I, it's very intriguing to me, and. Uh, Zach, you were looking it up. Uh, he's in the was the Menard series. It's sponsored by somebody. It's four letters like A C R M. Who cares? Whatever. Developmental league for NASCAR. It'll be no time before he breaks into the Craftsman Truck Series or the Xfinity uh, Series, and then uh, you know, obviously after that, it's just Cup Series. So you got money. I'm sure, Frankie Munez is doing all right. If racing is your hobby. He's been stock cars. He's been uh, testing his his car at a uh, Daytona Raceway International. By Raceway. any chance, Just, do you know what model car he's driving? I did not see. It looked like from the picture. I think it looked like a Dodge, maybe. Who knows? But who knows? That. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I think I think maybe a Dodge. But it's very intriguing. To me, it's wild because like I don't really think about where Frankie Muniz was at all. Like clearly, we've not been seeing him in any acting gigs or anything of recent. And then suddenly here, I just see a random thing that says Frankie Muniz plans to uh, join NASCAR as a racer. Uh, and I was like, this has got to be some sort of gag thing. There's no way this is real. Here's him in a stock car young, dude. He's been at this, dude. This is like... Well, I did read... He's probably salt. been racing this stuff since he was like 16 or whatever. Dude, look at this. That's like... He was on the set of Cody young Banks. Guy. I did. I, I did see that he was like. This has been like Toyota. a lifelong dream of his. Toyota. A Toyota. Okay. He's got it all over his body. Toyota. He's gonna be a Toyota wow. guy. That's cool, man. I'm very intrigued. I'm very intrigued. To see how that goes. Uh, very excited. Uh, maybe that gets me back into I'm watching. I'm smiling right now. Maybe, at these dude, maybe that gets me back. Dude, once Frankie's into the main stuff, and I can watch Frankie on a Sunday. Best believe. That Daniel's going to be right back into the NASCAR. We were talking about it before the pod. You know, I as a kid, ARCA, ARCA, that was it. I, like, I, he drives the number thirty. Thirty? Okay, I like that. Toyota Camry. No, that's a Ford. What is going on? <laughs> Frankie's in all the vehicles. This is a Ford. So, but he wears a Toyota patch on his jacket. I don't know. We know he's racing. He's racing though. We'll figure that. We'll go deeper into that. We'll we'll see. Also, he may have not. I mean, he's signed with a t- the the series like a, a you know the division, but he may have not even signed with a team just yet. But uh, you know, we were talking before the pod, and like I used to be really into NASCAR. Like I was a big Gordon guy when I was a kid. Loved uh, J- uh, Jeff Gordon, massive Gordon guy. And uh, I was you were talking. You said that you and your brother were Earnhardt Dale guys. We're Dale Junior guys. Dale Junior. Clearly, everybody was a Dale Junior guy. Dad was a big Gordon guy. Um, but Gordon G- was Jimmy was the best. Down from the dad, Jimmy was or bad. from a family. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson. He took over, man. Dude, Jimmy Johnson definitely became the reigning guy. But we were talking about before too, like 
dude, when being a Jeff Gordon guy, and I guess a lot of a lot of NASCAR fans, Tony Stewart was such an inflammatory person on the racetrack. And he killed a guy. Wild. And he kept racing afterwards. Yep. And then uh, old Joey Logano took over the number twenty Home Depot. And then uh, back to back to Dale Jr. I had this gray shirt when uh, Dale Jr. famously number eight Budweiser car, awesome, Classic. went to number eighty eight. Yep. Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew yeah, joined man. Hendrix Racing, became Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson's teammate. Joined Hendrix Motorsports. But anyways, I had this gray shirt, had a little 88. On the back, it just had a picture of his car, some Mountain Dew spilled behind it. I wore the hell out of that shirt. <laughs> I remember when he made the move over to oh, it was a big move. the Mountain Dew amp. Like, that was a major deal. Funny. Funny looking back. Casey Kane thing. got the old uh, Budweiser car eventually, number two Budweiser. Is Casey Kane still racing? He's probably close probably. close to the way out if he's not out already. Yeah, dude. Well, it's, it's crazy too because like I do think I've I've probably turned on a race once or twice in you know, the past couple years, and like looking at the names on the on the leaderboard, I'm like, who are these people? I'm I'm uh you know that meme of Patrick where he walks up to his house and all the eyeballs are on the bottom of his uh rock. He's like, who are you people? Yep. It's, that's exactly it. Um, Dale yeah. Jr. might be racing again, you know? So that's cool. But uh, he thing is about Dale Jr., we don't talk about, but everybody everybody knows, wasn't really that good of a racer. <laughs> Zach's calling him out. I mean, I'm not calling him out. That's what everybody knows. Everybody's a junior fan. He sells the most merch, but he didn't win any races. That's fair. And, like, that's yeah. why you got to be more of a Gordon guy. Gordon won the hell yeah, out of races. Gordon was so good. And Gordon. then he'd get out of all his guard and fight you. He didn't care. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I was all about the scrappy guy. Heck yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, that's just something I saw. It caught my interest. I definitely thought it was fake for a minute. I was like, there's no way Frankie Munoz is about to be a NASCAR driver. Mm-hmm. But, Give it time. Wrong, Daniel. You are wrong. Left turn. Um, Zach, NFL divisional football. We're about. We're down to four teams. Yep. I saw saw something that was intriguing to me. Um, before the weekend of football started, that the every quarterback of the remaining eight teams in the divisional round, uh, all those quarterbacks were under the age of thirty. Which was wild to me. The oldest, I think, was Daniel Jones, who was 28 years old. And still younger than Stetson Bennett. <laughs> and yeah, there's like literally players. That's funny, too. Yeah, there's players younger than Stetson Bennett. But uh, but yeah, it was just intriguing to me to see that because like a bit of, a, I feel like we've talked about the probably the past two years, a bit of a passing of the uh, the torch, you know. The, the next guard taking over as far as the uh, new quarterbacks in the NFL. And uh, you sort of saw it this year come to a head with the fact that there is no Tom Brady, there's no uh, Aaron Rodgers, all these older quarterbacks are pretty much... And, like, Tom Brady looked rough in his last playoff game. Um, but Saturday, Jags Chief opened up the playoff weekend, divisional round weekend. Um the Jet, the Chiefs looked dominant to start with. I was like, I was like, oh boy, this is about to be over fast. And then Patrick Mahomes twisted his ankle. He got rolled. Got on. rolled up on. Yeah. Um, got rolled on. So ankle sprain, high ankle sprain, and 
he choked it out. You know, he, he finished off that drive. They got, I think, field goal out of the drive. It was like 10 to 0, 10 7. And then he came out, and the offense was sort of struggling. And then to finish out the half, they put in Chad Henney, and they go 98 yards, longest playoff drive in Chiefs history. Chad Henney finishes off with a pass to Travis Kelsey for the touchdown. And uh, then we go into halftime, 17-7, to and the Chiefs then put Patrick Mahomes back out on the field. I thought that was weird, Zach. What did you think about that? That was, like, weird to me, I felt like. I mean, Mahomes, here's the thing. He looked very dominant to start of the game, <clears throat> so much so that, like, the Jags weren't going to have a chance at him at full steam because even on one leg, his arm was unde- his arm's undeniable. Like, he's, oh, he's great. He's hopping around off the wrong foot and stuff. Like, he's great. He so, is fantastic at what he does. I mean, he definitely sure. gives you an advantage, but, like, you can't run the ball when you literally are watching. You can't run play action anymore. So he's, you're selling the run immediately if you're going under center because he's hopping on one foot yeah, and hand the ball off. That was and, I mean, we, you that can maybe wild. run out of the shotgun, but I don't know how much the Chiefs do that. Um, well, and another thing is, is like you're playing a long term game here, man. Like you literally have a we game ain't playing no this week. Game, you have a game this week with a Bengals team that can get to the quarterback that is good at pressuring the quarterback. I think they were assuming that it was going to get better too, but he, I mean, the whole game he was hobbling as if it was just as bad as it just happened. Listen, you know, sometimes you get a sprained ankle and you walk it off. Sometimes you get a sprained ankle, you do not walk it off. High ankle sprain, there's a lot of NBA players that it says out three weeks, three or four weeks with high ankle sprain, Patrick Mahomes is about to play another football game a week off that. Yeah. And, like, you know the next day he woke up and it hurt ten times worse than what it was the day of. So Perhaps. Most likely. So I just think, I don't know, that was, I felt like that was a bad decision from the Chiefs. And I I assume Andy Reid was trying to advise against it. It clearly looked like they had, like, you know, cameras caught a discussion on the sideline. Throwing a bit of a fit. Yeah, Mahomes being like, I'm going out there, you know, like telling them he's definitely playing in the game. And I'm like, all right, my guy, you know. Mm-hmm. It was. I felt like it was pretty clear that the Chiefs were going to win that game. Even with Chad Henney, I think they were going to win. I just think it was a risky move for Mahomes to sit there and play on that ankle. But the Jags really didn't look terrible. I did see something. Trevor, after the game, stood the you know in the edge of the tunnel, gave every like every person, every player, every like employee, like I guess staffer coming off the field, gave them high five, hug, and everything. Seemed like the team. Was definitely rally going to rally around the loss, and uh, I think this may this this Jags team is definitely serious. Going to be a, a contender for a long time. There's a good clip of uh, Zay Jones talking to Trevor as the game's ending, and they know they're going to lose. Going around the internet today, so uh, check that out. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, go Jags. Dougie P, AFC Coach of the Year, coming off the old bump and grind Urban Meyer saga, and then uh, <laughs> anything's better than that. There ain't nothing wrong with a little bump of grind, Daniel. <laughs> not not for, for Urban Meyer, there's things wrong with it. I mean, there's a lot wrong with Urban Meyer. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, definitely looking up for a Jags fan of myself. This, this is a great segue to a conversation because the weekend wasn't that great football-wise. But, uh, but let's talk really about wasn't. allegiances here because, uh, obviously, I'm a lifelong Jags fan. 
the second Trevor and Travis Etienne were drafted. And then uh, the Bayou Bengals. by the way, looked great. The Bayou Bengals, man. I mean, uh, essentially all of LSU is just a pronounced Cincinnati Cincinnati fans fans now. So does it have to be a quarterback, another offensive player combo to really solidify that fanhood? Because, I mean, like, you're a Georgia fan. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You weren't like a stout Rams fan last year, were you? <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't a stout Rams fan at all. But that's also tough because like it's not a young Matthew Stafford at that point. But he's good as hell. Like I had rep Matthew Stafford the entire time he was in the NFL. I constantly talked I guess it about wore him off being with a the good whole Detroit quarterback. Tree, <laughs> but that was that was the thing, is like it's the same premise as when Ty Gurley went into the NFL and I was like, Oh, I could be a Rams fan. Then I was like, Oh, Pete Fisher or whatever. But imagine, imagine whatever. Fisher <coughs> Jeff was Fisher. The, Jeff Fisher, thank you, was the head coach. And I was like, okay, never mind. But regardless of coach, imagine if you started out with Stafford and Gurley both on the Rams. Yeah, that's a, you massive, I'm that's probably a, a double Rams check fan. Mark. That's check double mark. check. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when we get Sean McVay and we get rid of Fisher. I mean, because us Clemson fans, it's not that long ago, we were all Houston Texans fans. Because <laughs> we were Deshaun and DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> people. It's not that long ago we were all Texans fans. We just went from the <laughs> AFC South. We just went to Florida. We're now Jags fans. <laughs> I mean, you got to you got to keep it on lock, man, or you're going to lose your NFL y'all, allegiances. Clemson fans getting lucky having me able to get a secondary uh, dude new new NFL team. Trevor to to. really helped the whole we loved Sean Watson thing, <laughs> and he became a sexual predator. We're like, okay, pivot, everyone, pivot, pivot to Trevor because we <laughs> all like, the long hair glory. I'm going to be honest with you, we all like Deshaun more. But the thing <laughs> is that he t- he who must not be named anymore. So now we're Trevor fans. Whew. We love you, Trevor. <laughs> You're a good guy, dude. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe we'll see what happens, Zach. We'll see. We'll have to revisit the conversation. Are there any other schools that we're forgetting about? Because those are two obvious ones. Those are the obvious ones. Um, NFL-wise. This is going to be hard to think about yeah, on, the to think on the fly Yeah, I'm trying to think on the fly. No, not really. Not off the top of my head. Just think of good quarterbacks and where they went to school. No, because no Brady. Derek Carr, I mean, he kind of has the high school thing. Derek Carr, but no, they he's both also went not, to UNLV, didn't they? Yeah, he? but he's not there anymore either. He's gone from the Raiders. So. I saw articles <laughs> like the whole NFC South needs a quarterback. I was like, dang. Most of <laughs> yeah. the NFL needs they a quarterback. They said Derek Carr knows he's gone somewhere. It's the NFC South. <laughs> well, and so I, I was just saying, we'll see. Because uh, NFL, Mel Kiper, NFL mock draft. Mel Copper. Tw- Mel Copper <laughs> of the Copper River Grill, mm-hmm. or it's just a uh, wait. Isn't uh, it Cooper River? Cooper, Copper, Copper River, Copper. Anyways, Mel Mel Kiper dropped the mock draft, first mock draft, twenty twenty and twenty twenty three NFL draft. Uh, and I saw that he had Stetson Bennett, a third rounder, currently. Which I was stunned. I was like, oh my God. He doesn't make it out of oh second round to me. He doesn't make it out of second round for his ass wild. That all the quarter, there, he's a so fit. there's a list of 10 quarterbacks. There's no way there's 10 quarterbacks better than old uh, Stetson. Old Stetson. I mean, there's going to be like three to five Stetson. guys they choose just on potential. Uh, I mean, but CJ Stroud is, you, the, you is the number ignore, two prospect, but so yeah, clear. But three of those four quarterbacks are going to be gone in the first 15 picks. So Stetson, at the end of the first round, you're telling me if you're a team that's got two picks... You got an aging quarterback, or even in the second round, he's just sitting there. 
You got a guy who didn't lose for two years, won two natties back-to-back, six touchdowns in the playoff. I don't even like the guy. So here's my question. I don't even like the guy. <laughs> so Anthony Richardson is predicting you know, number nine to the Panthers. I'm like, so are we saying Anthony Richardson's a better quarterback than Stetson on, Bennett? On, we're talking measurables. On measurables and perspective. But if we're talking uh, yeah, winning, you know, you just got to. That's improving. Intangibles are a thing. But, yeah, no, I personally. Oh, my God. Dogs, cash, dogs, money, dogs against Tennessee has just been brutal. Anyways, yeah. college basketball it's tough sometimes, but not for the Tigers. Uh, Stetson is like I totally could see him even being the last pick of the draft. Like whoa, like maybe a fifth rounder. Dude, I don't know, dude. I just Brock think that's a bold played call. at Iowa State or whatever and put up number. Iowa State. This guy won back to back national championships. College football ain't nothing, bro. They. A lot of people are just, I th- I just am stunned by that. And like, you're being modest. Well, and I'm, I think I'm also pre- basing the perception on the fact that like a lot of people are just far as like other fan bases and stuff would talk as far as like, oh, Stetson's not a great quarterback and stuff. And so like, I'm sort of stunned that there is an NFL, like, dude, there was nobody like Kurt Kerbstreet, they were talking during the national championship. They're like, yeah, Stetson's probably not going to like, you know, nobody thought he was going NFL. I didn't think he was going NFL. But that being said, he's going to be a great second string quarterback, third string quarterback, little scout team, whatever. Go Stetson. I mean, that's, maybe, what, that's why you're maybe, running out there by week 18 or 20, how many weeks there are. Yeah, that's true. When it's week 25 of the season, we're playing our 13th, uh, you know, back to back uh, you know uh, we're probably be needing Stetson at some point mm-hmm. but I do yeah I, maybe I'll be a fan of whatever team Stetson goes to long term I don't know <laughs> probably not I don't know man I don't know it might be a ball there's lightning. just there's so many like I just enjoy watching we've talked about this before I do I just enjoy watching I don't know anything I just the work here good players from Georgia in the in the NFL all around like Dogs have endless linebackers and defensive linemen that I can keep up with. So, but yes, I just thought uh, thought it was intriguing to see that. I did. I've stunned Stetson Bennett. But uh, Eagles, Giants, Danny Dimes, and the Eagles, Brian Dayball did not stand a chance now that Jalen Hurts is back. Jalen Hurts gave him old Hurts donut. <laughs> Um, I love that joke. I love it. It's, it'll never get old. But yeah, dude, Jalen. <laughs> What's the, a hurt to donut? Wow, wow, hurts. Thirty, thirty-eight, seven, man. And like it was, it was like twenty-one to zero or twenty-one to seven, pretty early in the second quarter. And I was like, all right, I'm pretty much done on this game. This is done. The Dallas Goddard catch did you see that one nope the one-handed snag nope it was ridiculous that was just, the eagles had everything went right for the eagles that night sunday Bengals, bills 27 10 i feel like that score is a little misleading because the Bengals beat the hell out of the bills mm-hmm. the bills stood no chance i'm still scouring my mind for any two players from the same school that are Zach is just lost. I'm going through everyone right now. Well, I got nothing. 
Oh, I was about to say no, because Dak was Mississippi State Zeke is, uh, and I'm even State. not limiting it to just. Uh, I mean, there's obviously teams that are going to have two nasty Alabama players. Yeah, but I'm talking about star. No caliber. star star players like a receiver and a quarterback, like Sauce Gardner. If if Lamar Jackson went to the Jets, we would have number one Louisville rep. At. Sauce was at uh, Cincinnati. Black and red gets you every time. Bay, Bay, gets Bay, you, Bay, gets oh, you every time. Move sauce. Ooh, move Desmond Ritter to the Jets. <laughs> there you go. There's no worse feeling as Falcons fan than Desmond Ritter running out there. <laughs> your, you hey, Falcons fans, you could have Stetson Bennett. How about that? Third rounder. <laughs> That'd be better than what they're working with, dude. That's pretty. Hey, Lamar Jackson might actually be doing the old ATL move. I've seen that a few places. Oh, I mean. Lamar Jackson did not the the bet the Ravens uh signed a deal with uh Roquan Smith a hundred million dollars highest paid linebacker and the fact that they paid their the linebacker the hundred million dollars guaranteed before they were willing to give Lamar Jackson. But look at what organization you're talking about money. That's what fair. has treated that organization well? Defense. Dominant linebackers. <laughs> so Specifically, Ray Lewis and Terrell Suggs. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. So I do think it's as far as like Lamar Jackson. I do think you could see him on the move this off season. Um, that being said, if they could work something out, if like the Ravens are willing to just you know give him the money he's asking for, because I don't think he's asking for that much money. It's just the fact that he's asking for guaranteed all the way through and through, which. He's asking for because the the Browns set that you know set that precedence. Yeah, with but they Lowe, did it for different reasons. With the Sean Watts, it wasn't for injury sake. It was because he needed that money to pay off lawsuits. Dude, <laughs> they were literally in cahoots. There's a reason the Browns did it. They're the failure franchise that wanted to sell their morality. In quotation marks with my fingers uh, for if they wins <laughs> with a quarterback, which it might backfire because of how quickly the league progresses. That's true. Because the the Browns did not look great at the end of the season, even when Deshaun Watson made it into the lineup. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cowboys-Niners was the last game of the weekend. Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan, Niners move on to the the championship game. Uh, Kyle Shanahan likes to win games with his backup quarterbacks. Give Kyle Shanahan a handful of backup quarterbacks, and he'll get the Super Bowl. Maybe not win it, but he'll make it there. It was quite intriguing. Did you see the last play? The last play. Where didn't Zeke just get lit Zeke, up? Yeah, so they lined up. It was one of those weird, which I'd never understand this. Why on earth do we think by putting all the offensive line on the opposite side of the field of the ball and putting Zeke as the center... To snap the ball to Dak. Why do we think that's a trick play? Like, who? Why does Mike McCarthy think? Ooh, I've got it. This is definitely going to get him. Like, I don't. Because then Zeke just got tackled by two large people, larger than he is. People. And then, and then, and, then and that's I feel the like, last play. I feel like he Dak has, threw it to the wrong guy. Too. Threw the wrong you guy. Throw it to the outside guy, so he has blockers. Like, he threw. And, he threw. Yeah, I've. I think I've. I think in my football career, I've done this like once or twice. 
And the reasoning is behind it is because the defense has assignments, right? You so, assignment football. So even but, if you're going to line up across the guy you're supposed to line up from, but what if they don't? So what, what, if, if, the, what if seven guys sit there on top of Zeke what and if, just yeah. run the quarterback? Or, or even, here's another thing. What if the two guys assigned to Dak and Zeke lined up in front of Zeke and took Zeke out? Yeah, they just oh, wait, beat him one-on-one. On one, it yeah. literally just happened. Yeah. And then, like, you, see, yeah, it's like Dak made the wrong throw. You should throw it out here. Dak's like, bro, I have no time. There's no line to block. I'm getting attacked. I got to get rid of it quick, so we go with the short pass. But the whole thing of it, too, is the last play of the season, potentially of Zeke's career as a Cowboy... Is him just getting smothered by two defensive linemen after snapping the ball? That was it was so strange. Mike McCarthy is a terrible head coach. That's an awful. You remember we put that decision. meme up of him, uh, Peter Griffin, Mike McCarthy with, <laughs> with the, the Waffle, Waffle House, House menu. menu, man. Yeah. It's not. It's literally that was the All Star special on his menu. Dude. That was the All Star. I've special. never had an All Star special. <laughs> Mike McCarthy ran the All Star special, and it didn't work. Mm. It sucks. Hate it. Hate it for him. So conference championships. You got Chiefs versus Bengals as the late game on Sunday. Niners Eagles to open up the the football Sunday uh, championship Sunday. Man, we're here. I mean, it's wild to think we're about to be done with football yet again. Mm. But ooh, actually, didn't even talk about this pre pod, but. Have you been seeing the ads for the USFL? USFL? Yeah. No. They've been giving me a little hype. Little USFL starts up in You're March. watching YouTube TV. Is that but, where you're getting yeah, these ads? Yeah, see on YouTube TV. I'm not getting these but ads also, I have YouTube Premium. I've seen... No TV, though. I have seen... Two, and I probably should look it up, but I swear I've seen in the past like two months two separate commercials. I think one of them was during the national championship game. For the XFL that's coming back I've in February. I've seen XFL commercials. But I swear to God, I haven't heard like any actual announcement, no like news articles or anything. I've just seen like three random stray commercials of the XFL's coming back. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like a big deal. That's about deal. all you need. You don't that's need all any you more need. information. But listen, I am very... If the what are XFL you doing? Is Drafting be your here, XFL fantasy team? I wish. I freaking wish. Yeah. I'd put $10 on it and mm-hmm. we'd go win a championship. So... Yeah, man, I think I've went through the whole NFL in my head. There's a. <laughs> I, I, I was it. thinking Ohio State maybe at the Jets, like because uh, they have a who's the good receiver that just Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, yeah, and then uh, who's the Saints quarterback? You see, I I went through the Saints too because they have, you have Olave, Chris Olave, but uh, Justin Fields has who they have because Jameis is basically their backup. Who are they running with? Oh, uh, what's the Taysom Hill? Where did he go? Taysom Hill's still with the Saints, they, but they were running him tight end. I was running they him run tight end. They, they run him at everything. I, I did too. But it was I'm, great. <laughs> I went through it, man. Like, I'm just... I don't Not know. a lot of, like... All, I feel like it's pretty uncommon for teams to Yeah, do I'm that. thinking about Pull. that because, like, I went through all the quarterbacks and, like, some of them from weird schools. I thought it was weird. I do think, remember back to, like, when the Jags were drafting and, like, I was, because I figured, I, you figured they were taking Trevor and then they took Trevor and then they took Travis and I was like, whoa, whoa that's surprised. Like, I was surprised by I it. I was like, well, I guess he I'm was a also, Jags fan. Because he was at the end of the first round, I'm pretty sure. I didn't sure. think he was a first and round And I was pick. like, dang, I didn't really think he was going first round. But that's what like, I'm saying. ETN, that's respect. ETN was a first but round pick and move, you're telling man. me Stetson Bennett's not no, even a third rounder? But it's rounder? a smart move. And so this is the reason like ETN is a smart move. ETN 
didn't do the type of running back game that most running yeah, backs elusive. coming into the NFL had in college. Where like Todd Gurley, for example, that man ran thirty Truck times stick. a game up the gut. And he'd take out a bunch of dudes every time. And that's like sort of how Georgia runs the football in general is a lot of like up the gut, off the tackle. Like you're getting physicality, like physical runs. Travis did a lot of screen passes, a lot of quick like, you know, out the backfield slants and stuff. So like Travis was coming in fresh. Like I think the fact that like he came in not being banged up all the time was a major factor in him being picked as early as he was. And he's a great running back. Showed it in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Probably so, had something with Trevor being like, "Yo, he's a good guy too." We're not gonna have to. Worry. You should. We're Trevor, not gonna have to worry about anything. Yeah, that's a good call too. Trevor vouching for the character and whatnot. So it's quick vouch. Get picked first overall, and then you're like, "Hey, by the way, by the take way, Travis. That guy's the guy. That's your guy. Should take him." Uh, that's all we got NFL wise. Uh, Zach. Tigers basketball. Was it seven and one in the ACC? Nine, Nine and one? one now. Nine and one. Seventeen and four. Beat they just Duke. beat Georgia Tech by like twenty-one. Uh, doing it to it. Dude, the dogs have not been looking hot. South Carolina fans, just hang on to that Kentucky win, man. All right, y'all just hang on. Hang to a it banner because the past couple games have been a a consistent 20-plus point loss, I feel like. It has been rough, and I apologize for you. Although the dogs haven't looked great either. The past three games have been losses. Yikes. Bad losses. Um, Zach, NBA, what you got for me? Tank. Tank, stop. <laughs> they actually won uh, this week, and then they lost again. I was about to say, I saw they I'm lost I'm going to a Hornets time. game. I'm going to get to see. So well, You need to tell me about because maybe I need to come to the Hornets game. Who are y'all playing? Which game? Uh, Dallas Mavericks. So this oh, will be my, this Luka? will be my second time seeing the Dallas Mavericks. Luca will be in town. Hopefully he plays. He seems to be a guy who will, that plays. I've probably been the six to eight Hornets games, man, over the years. They're flowing together. I know I have a negative record. I know they've lost more than I've won. I mean, it just happens. But uh, I've seen the Mavs play before. I saw Dirk play there before he retired against the Hornets. So it'll be cool to see Luca because I mean the superstars, man. It's kind of expensive to. Uh, like the Lakers, it's like 150 bucks a ticket. Uh, Warriors are like 100 bucks a ticket. I'm sure it's expensive to see honest play. Uh, yeah, for sure. But, Any of those um, teams have won championships, but it's fun to recently. double up and see a cool team come to town. But it's also fun to play a shit team and hopefully and get, you the, get dub. the dub. That being said, if y'all can beat Luca, that's just cool as hell too. Yeah, I mean it's cool. Hopefully, but also hopefully Luca see, drops 50 and hopefully yeah, you're going to see cool plays. And but stuff. this year I'm cool with us losing. I just. He just missed a free throw, airballed. Oh, sorry. I, I was shocked. Big man. Uh, shocked. Laps and judgments. Shocked. But anyways, I'm excited. Uh, hopefully, Luka drops 50. Hopefully, we lose by one. Great game. Because we're tanking this year. We need the L's. We need the L's. And uh, Do you ever look into the SmackDown WrestleMania tickets? It's this week. So this week? I do work Friday, so I would have to pull something to get out of it. Also... I literally bought my ticket an hour before all that. I was about to say, dude, that's so, what I would say we should do. I think if we, do I think it, we just we play the just waiting play the... game, because Raw's not even SmackDown's not even as big as Raw. And oh, I no. did a I did watch Raw's thirtieth anniversary this Monday, so that was kind of cool. They played some of the hits, brought back some legends. <laughs> Hulk Hogan started the show, which is great what? because Hulk Hogan's canceled. But not you there. know, as WWE fans, we're 
There's some of us were just like, yeah, the Hulkster. The Hulk Hogan out here, right? Running wild. Uh, give me a leg drop. Give me the leathery skin. Uh, dude, he is very tan. <laughs> he is just a man. Very tan. I would like to go to a Hogan's Beach shop someday. And uh, he's a big, I think he's Clearwater, Florida, maybe Daytona, something. But he has a beach shop. Be cool to go to. I'm a Hogan guy. It is what it is. I grew up on Hogan. My dad kind of looks like Hogan. And uh, I'm going to look like Hulk Hogan one day, <laughs> Has too. silky... Well, my dad's hair. got the cul-de-sac, <laughs> oh, and then uh, he always had the beard, and he does like this drop low thing with the beard, so he kind of has the Fu Manchu. So <laughs> my dad looks like Walter White mixed with Hulk Hogan, kind of. A, <laughs> I mean, there's a, a big combo. body difference there, but the face itself, it's a it's a style. It's a great combo. Yeah, but um, Royal Rumble's this Saturday, man. Big deal. Best pay per view in my opinion. Better than WrestleMania. Oh, sorry, it's wrestling. Dude, we'll get the wrestling and career starting up soon, right? Uh, we'll we'll give it like five months, but I'm, I'll probably I'll probably uh I actually saw the Three Count Pro Instagram account. They put up a post today from uh, one of their local church venues. I do. I'll have to take you to a church venue wrestling. That's you, what we. You need talk to go about to. redneck and hype. That's fun. There's a popcorn machine in the corner, some Pepsi's on ice, and then there's people going there's buck people wild, going hard. four rows deep of steel chairs, dude. That's cool. Let's do it. I saw my boy win the title. Three count pro title. That was pretty awesome. I didn't expect him to win the title, but he did. Like we should, we should definitely. I'd be down to go. That would be a fun time. Heck yeah. Uh, I, Zach, I did want to ask you. So, oh gosh, Sacramento Kings. Don't care. What about not? Them? Uh, they're the third in the West right now. Twenty seven wins. Like, oh, New Orleans right there behind them too with twenty six. But like, New Orleans sort of expected. I feel like Zion healthy. Zion is a monster. Zion's a freak. We, we got this. Why on earth are Sacramento Kings so... Where, where are they coming from, Zach? Like, do well, you have anything? Like, do you know? Like, have you not watched any Sacramento Kings? I know they got Kevin Herter, dude. They got Red Velvet. Herter's good. I mean, they got, they got a good young core developing, but I mean... I'm just stunned. They're not I, that good. I wasn't expecting it. Sabonis is, puts up numbers, dude. So... Sabonis coming from the Pacers was well. You all star with the Pacers last Multi-time, year, right? Multi time, dude. He's a he's a twenty and twelve guy. He's wild. I mean, you got Darren Fox, Malik Monk. I mean, yeah, dude. They got they got dudes out there. It's just I was stunned when I saw. I was like, what what is happening? Why are the Sacramento Kings suddenly so good? And why did the Hawks get rid of Red Velvet? Really, just more sad Hawks about need to that. rebuild. The Hawks may need to tank. The Hawks, DeJounte Murray and Trey Young is definitely what we need to build around. I don't know, man. Clint Capella may not be. I, I was a mass. I loved Capella. Definitely key piece to us when we made the uh you know, Eastern Conference uh Eastern Conference run, uh final run, but I don't know. I feel like here lately Capella's been not as good. Um I think you could probably try to move Capella, open up some cap space, maybe. I don't know, man. The Hawks definitely are they're they're not bad and see this is the problem. We're sort of doing the thing where like we're not bad, but we're also not good enough to like actually win deep into the playoffs at this Straight point. Straight everybody. Like we're going to be playing in the play in every year and then we're gonna lose in that first round, maybe the second round, and like we're just never gonna get anything out of Trey Young. Or DeJounte Murray. So, like, yeah, I'm sort of with you. I, it, it does seem like we may need to make some trades and moves. And I don't know if it's a Bogdan. I, I love Bogdan, though. Big Bogdan guy. You know, 
I think we keep Bogdan. I don't know. I don't know who exactly we would need to move and whatnot. Lakers uh, traded for Rui Hamichimura. Hachimura. Hachimura. Um, I was adding an extra syllable there. Rui Hachimura, which uh, the Lakers now have like four former Wizards players. On the, the Lakers, Lakers are the third worst team in the West. Are they? They're 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 only like four games under five hundred. I thought they're twenty two. They're they're twenty two and twenty six. And Portland and oh, Portland. Yes. But see, so this is the problem with the Lakers. Is you're right there, but you're also still behind Oklahoma City and Portland. Like yeah. y'all are Anthony bad. Davis, man. Anthony Davis supposed to be coming back. More importantly, is that like, going to help? No, no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it will for two weeks. But LeBron will be uh, injured. LeBron's only a hundred and. <laughs> 80 points away from passing Kareem on the all-time scoring list. He's already passed him on the the uh, all-time, I think, playoff scoring list. But no one talked about it because this is the, this the is big mamma jamma. This is the 38,000, whatever, whatever, whatever. But, uh, yeah, man, LeBron also dropped 46 on the Clippers, and he's now dropped 40 on every team in the NBA, including the ones he's played on because, you know, he's played on a couple different teams now. But, um Absolutely wild, man. I remember being in college, and I was trying to get my roommates. I was like, guys, you need to watch this. LeBron is playing awesome. He's going to not do it like he's doing it right now for very much longer. Enjoy this while you can. You're watching history. And, dude, that was like five years ago. I was going to say, this is the same, it's the same premise as everybody saying With Tom, Brady. Tom Brady back you know, seven years Which ago. It will, end two of, more Super it will end eventually. It, it always but does. The thing is, is, Tom Brady's always been a position that's unathletic, and yes, he's getting by because he's not getting hit and he's using his mental. He does throw the hell out of the ball, but in terms of being like super LeBron is a six foot nine superstar jumping through the air and flying and doing step back jumpers, and he's almost forty. Well, and, and Brady, uh, if you notice something too, man, like Brady towards the end of his career did a lot of throwing over the middle more than throwing like big bombs down the side of the field like he was when he was young and had Randy Moss. Like he was not having to put as much oomph on balls and try to get as much height on him, you know, for arcing, you know, for players to run under it when it's Gronk that you're thrown to over the middle. So, yeah. like, Brady, you sort of didn't notice the change probably, but, like, there was a little bit of a change as far as Brady didn't have exactly as much power. And I think something with, like, with the fact that, like, Brady it, and LeBron, it could be sort of like we've seen with Aaron Rodgers this past year where, like, there's a marked change as far as, oh, wow, okay, now there is, like, that start and decline. Like, I think it could be where one year you're just like, oh, wow, LeBron really is struggling at this point. I don't think that's going to be it. I think he's just going to change the way he plays to stay to his strengths, and I think he's going to retire on top because he's never going to get out of shape. He's actually getting in better shape. He actually is rebounding better to where he's raised his career numbers he now averages 28, 20, like 28, um, 9, and 8 for his career. And he brought that rebound up a whole nother average in his 20th season. He, he's increasing his career average. He, he's, he's been ridiculous all year, too. Like, the just like the consistency. Well, that happens on bad teams, too. You get stuff. numbers on bad teams. But, uh, it's just but wild. at that age, it's just wild. It's, wild. It's, bon- it's bonkers. But the same, yeah. And, and it will like you may you're probably right. It probably will be something where like he's going to go out on top before he ever has that chance to decline. I mean, he, he'll but, he'll average twenty and ten one year, but twenty and ten for him's bad. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. He'll retire but, when he's averaging like 20 and 10. And like, I don't know. Which is Bra- fucking wild. With Brady, it's like, I don't know, man. If Brady hasn't retired at this point, Brady's going to have to literally be like put in a coffin and taken off the field. The old, what casket. I'm the old the casket. casket match. Dude, the only way he's leaving the field is if he's in a casket. The, old, the old Tua. <laughs> so... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Dolphins fans are not happy immediately. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, Zach, we got anything else? Any other thoughts? I don't know, man. I think that's all I got this week. I covered what I needed to cover. Uh, we'll check back in next week with y'all guys. Have a great week. This is Mary Movie Sports Show.